You're listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. This has been kind of a passion project for me, um, and just the fact that um, I have less than 50 episodes, but more more listeners than I do episodes. I'm just really grateful for you guys. And so if you're listening right now, I just want to personally thank you so much for supporting my passions. It really does mean a lot to me. And the more that you guys listen, rate, subscribe, uh, the more that I will keep showing up in your feed um, and the more episodes that will come out. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, just in some news that's coming up, um, first off, I want to just say my five day fit mom challenge, um, last month was incredible. Um, not, I mean, not specifically saying it's because of the content that I put out, but just the feedback that you guys were giving and, Honestly, just seeing some of you really grasp onto these concepts and feeling like you walked away with some powerful next steps, that is the stuff that brings my heart joy. And I am just so grateful that so many of you signed up for the challenge. I'm definitely going to be doing that one again because it was a huge success And um, I definitely want to make sure that more women have the opportunity to participate in that free challenge. So if you're listening to this right now um, and a five-day challenge seems like it's right up your alley, it's something that you want to do, you can just like email me, head over to Instagram, um, message me on Facebook, and just let me know that you would like to participate in those things in the future. And that way I can get you on the list to make sure that you're first in the know. Um, Let's see. Other news, other news, other news. Oh my gosh. Um, The fact that my my daughter just graduated kindergarten. Um, By the time this airs, it'll probably be a few weeks out from when she graduated. But I just got to say, like on a personal note, um, as a mom, I just feel, I feel terrible. I feel guilty. I feel sad. And the reason is, I mean... She has already had an incredibly tough year. Um, for those of you who follow me on social media, I'm very open with you know the things that happen in my life. Um, I recently lost my dad um, about two months ago now, and we have just it's been back to back to back like life dumping down on us. And granted, there's been a lot of beautiful things that have happened um, in the last year, but um, really on the opposite side of that. Um, not just myself, but my whole family has dealt with some incredibly heavy things. And that definitely impacted my sweet little kindergartner. Um, But she wasn't able to make it to the last two weeks of school because I had COVID. And she was sick as well. My son was sick. Everybody was sick. My husband was out of town. And because I was still testing positive, I couldn't take her to her last two weeks of school And she's going to be going to a new school next year. So it was just really heartbreaking. But she honestly, she took it like a champ. Um, You know, it's crazy to me that kids just seem to be so resilient. And it's a wonderful thing. But also, you know, as parents, when our kids go through something, we're all, you know, I think we are surprised at how 
how mentally durable these kids are. But at the same time, it's so important for us to figure out ways to figure out how we can emotionally support them so they don't have these like lingering traumas, essentially. So it has been kind of a a wild couple weeks. Um, but I am very proud of her for graduating. We made it through. Um, the reason I still sound uh, congested is because even, you know, three weeks uh, after the first day I got sick, I, it's still got some lingering issues, but we're on track. I'm feeling much better and um, we're doing a little grad party to celebrate my daughter this weekend and it's all going to be okay. So anyway, that's it for personal news. Um, you know, sometimes I just, I just got to catch up. We've been doing so many guest episodes lately. So let me dive in because today I've got some, um, some practical steps for you guys. Normally I'm uh, really into the motivation portion of Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. Um, but today you're really going to get some um, next steps. So make sure you listen all the way through to the very end so you can hear those. So when I talk about fitness, um, or I guess when people approach me with their questions about fitness, health, um, it's always, how do I get started? What can I do to get started? Why do I get started and always end up falling off shortly after? And it, really, it's just there. there is such a clear lack of support and strategy when you don't have a plan, it is very hard to execute a plan. Um, it is so much easier for us to be able to have some practical steps in place in order for us to follow that plan. Um, sometimes we think we're okay with just winging it, um, but honestly, and you know, maybe you're superhuman, maybe you're good at just being spontaneous all the time, but that causes me like severe anxiety. And even as someone who has literally been an athlete her whole life, um, and you know, coaches people on how to transform their health, I still need a plan. I still schedule in my workouts. Um, and I, I have a backup plan for if, you know, life and motherhood chaos gets in the way. Uh, I mean, I still make plans because it is crucial for you to be able to have some sort of game plan to follow, really. Um, and think about it this way. I mean, you could go to the grocery store and just kind of try to remember what's on your list. You wander the aisles and go, hmm, maybe I need that. Oh, that looks good. But typically if you do that, you'll walk out spending much more than you intended and you probably didn't even end up going home with the groceries you actually needed. And that is very much like trying to reach certain fitness goals without having some sort of outline. Uh, I mean, even if we could simplify, like even if you're not even thinking in terms of the grand scheme of your health and fitness, we're not talking about you know, six weeks worth of workouts or whatever that you're planning for yourself. I'm talking about even just like going into the gym, but not knowing what you're going to do when you get there. Um, when that happens, you'll probably just sit there on your phone. You'll probably have too much time in between sets. You might just be kind of like eyeballing to see, you know, which machines are free. I guess, I guess I'll just do the treadmill. 
And that I get that from clients all the time um, when they first start is like, yeah, um, I mean, I know how to work out. I know how to do squats and all these all these basic things. But like when it comes to putting it together, I just get lost and I end up, you know, doing something that I did yesterday or doing cardio because I just am out of ideas. And I got to tell you, I'm the same way. If I don't have a plan in place, usually what ends up happening is I'll jump on the exercise bike. So really, if I were to give you practical advice here, um, step number one, actually, this will be a bonus step technically because it wasn't on my list, but, um, it just makes so much sense. Um, you have to have a plan, right? Um, and there's a couple ways around this. I mean, you could just go online, you could go on Instagram and like, check your saved workouts from influencers you follow. You could go to Pinterest and download um, Pinterest workout plan or whatever. I even have some free downloads on my website. Um, I have like a six-week workout program that's just like basics at home. But here's the thing, and I'll just, this is just kind of a sidebar. Um, It's great to have a plan But in conjunction with that plan, you need to have this, I guess, here's the thing. The secondary part of this plan would be to execute it. And if you don't actually have an execution plan, it's not just enough to have the knowledge and the information, you know, where you have uh, a calendar full of workouts. But what is the point of having a calendar full of workouts if you know you're not actually going to follow through? And that is where a coach comes in. That's where accountability partners come in. Um, and that is where the strategy comes in. Um, and that is what I want to talk about. So once we know what we're going to do, it's more it's more like, okay, I have this information. What am I going to do with it? What is our plan of execution? So first, before you step foot in the gym, before you even download that free workout or start your exercise program, number one, you have to be crystal clear with your goals. I'm talking like you need to outline your your commitment, your why, your plan of action, be as detailed as possible. Um, I spend a lot of time um, doing, I don't know what you would call it necessarily, but like vision work, vision planning for my clients initially, because the more clearly you can plan into your future and actually like visualize what your life looks like when you reach your goals, it's so much easier to follow through with action because we're very, very clear and defined on what we want in the future. And I think that is just powerful stuff. So I'm not talking about like, you know, putting a collage of magazine cutouts on like a vision board, which, hey, like if that works for you, you go right ahead. But I'm talking about like really diving deep into our thoughts, into our why, Um, So again, just the more clear you can get with your goals, your commitment, and your plan of action, the more likely you are to hit your stride. Number two is eliminating resistance. And the reality is that if you're human, you're going to struggle with excuses at one point because that's just in our nature. So you just have to approach it one excuse at a time 
and try to find a solution to make it easier. So for example, when I'm talking about eliminating resistance, I'm thinking about things that will get in the way of my goals. And a lot of times that resistance stems directly from me. So I would suggest making like an internal and external um, factors kind of list and say like, all right, so what in my own mind is going to become an obstacle for me? And then on your other list, you know, writing what could happen to me externally, like, you know, my car breaks down on the way to the gym or I forget my gym clothes or I don't wake up early enough. What kind of things are going to get in my way and prevent me from getting the results that I want? Um, and I think the more, the more prepared you can be, I mean, when you go to school and they have you like bring a little earthquake kit back in the day, or maybe you have like a fire extinguisher under your kitchen sink at home, these, it's not necessarily saying like disaster is going to happen. It's if disaster happens, I know I have a backup plan and I'll be prepared. Right. And this is the same thing. Like, Obviously, not everything that happens in our lives uh, is catastrophic. We actually do have to think about the little details that will prevent us from doing things and reaching our goals. So, you know, if you're the kind of person you're like, I cannot function without coffee, but for some reason your coffee machine broke and you're like, well, now I'm not going to the gym, come up with a backup plan on what are you going to do if your coffee machine breaks? Or let's say you're not someone who can wake up early. So come up with a backup plan, eliminate that resistance. You either figure out a way to wake up early or you schedule your workout for a different time. Um, And it's just being very specific with how you actually want to execute um, each step. Again, eliminating as much resistance as possible. And lastly, you really want to keep your expectations grounded. It's very hard, especially in the beginning. We get so excited because we are on a new adventure. We're ready to get our bodies right. We're ready to reach our goals. But it's like most things in life. The the honeymoon phase will fade, right? So Maybe you just invested like thousands of dollars on like a fancy exercise bike and it arrives and then within months it becomes a coat hanger. It's, it's no good. So you got to keep your expectations grounded and understand it's going to take time and consistency to see those changes. And the key word there is consistency. It's not, what I, what I didn't say was go big or go home go buy your exercise bike and jump into a five day a week plan and um, start meal prepping right away. That's not a realistic expectation. If you're someone who is like completely starting from square one, um, then you don't want to jump all in all at once. Pick one small thing at a time, work on it, keep your expectations reasonable and say, you know what? It's okay that I'm not where I want to be right now because I am only trying to be consistent. I am only trying to make this a habit. Or um, I've been really good about waking up early. Um, Maybe next week I want to focus more on my nutrition. So again, it's just keeping your ideas um, and your, your goals and your expectations about your progress in a place that will actually allow you to move forward because you're not overwhelming yourself with more stuff to put on your to-do list, um, more 
more pressure to do it right. Um, and I'll tell you what, this is one of the main reasons why I am kind of like the last stop for people. Um, a lot of times people actually have to like make the mistakes in order to learn from them. So usually when clients come to me, they're already at the point where they're like, I've tried everything. I've tried this diet and this exercise program and this and that and the other. Um, but yeah, obviously I've failed over and over again and I just don't know what to do. And to me, um, what I always ask is like, okay, how did that process go for you? And most of the time, what I hear is that um, either the, the food system or the diet or the plan or whatever was too overwhelming. It was like abundantly just stressful. There was too much information. There was too high expectations, too restrictive. There was just too much. Um, and really when you're when you're in the process of transforming your health, it is not a one-time thing. It's not, I know that society and the, the fitness industry tells us that we can just like, you know, take a supplement and change our lives, change our bodies. But that's not really how it works long-term. If you're looking to actually transform your life rather than just, you know, drop 10 pounds um, in a short amount of time and then gain it all back as soon as you like stop that diet... These are the, the strategies that you'll need to implement in order to stay consistent. So again, just kind of to bring this home as a little overview. Wow, can I say that correctly? Overview. <laughs> so again, number one is to be very clear with your goals. Number two is to eliminate resistance. And number three, we want to keep our expectations in check. And just remember that like getting healthy or, you know, getting in shape, being in the best shape of your life, training, hitting your stride, sometimes it takes people years, literally years. Um, and I know when we hear that, it can feel really intimidating because you're probably sitting there listening to this and thinking, listen, I don't want, I don't want this to take years. I want change now. Um, but that's, that's the unfortunate truth, but there's power in that. You think about, you know, you think about taking a walk, right? And let's say you're with a friend, you're just talking, enjoying your time, you're enjoying the scenery, and you're just taking a nice walk. And before you know it, an hour has passed, you look back and you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I came all that way. I should probably turn around now. And I mean, it's the same thing with our, with our health journey, we have to take these small steps and, you know, it's not about getting there first or fastest. It's just about getting there at a pace that works for us in order to sustain. I mean, we've all heard the tale of the tortoise and the hare, slow and steady wins the race. It's not always um, about going fast. Um, one of my favorite uh, books, which... Uh, is called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Um, there's a chapter in there where he, I believe it's called um, Slow Down to Go Fast. And it's such a great, powerful message because really it's just talking about exponential growth versus, you know, expecting change to happen in one 
snap of the finger, right? Um, and you think about like saving money, for example, it would be really, really great if we could just like have $10,000 right now. But uh, that if you were to put that on your goal list, like I'm going to save $10,000, I'm going to do it now, I'm going to do it in huge chunks, you probably wouldn't end up saving that money because it would be too daunting. Instead, if you were to put away one penny at a time, yeah, I mean, it would take a long time, but you would probably be closer to your goal saving one penny every day than you would if you were to just set this gigantic goal, have no plan of action to get there, and then just expect that money to fall in your lap. And so we have to, again, just kind of going back to the um, expectations portion of this, it is so important for us to realize that, you know, sometimes the biggest steps are actually the smallest. So if you're listening to this now, my challenge to you is number one, to implement those three steps and figure out how you can maybe take one or all of those and start applying them to your life now. Um, And number two, just thinking about what is one small step that I can take today that is going to start me off in the right direction towards my health goals. So that's all I have for today. I just want to say thank you again so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys so much. Don't forget to give this a rating if this is a show that connects with you and that you vibe with. Your ratings help me bring episodes to you week after week. So with that being said, as always, be bold, be fit. (laughs) 